Okay. So you're you're in you're in some ruins. <sighs> no, I want to do it this time. Okay. All right. Okay. This is my All right. this is my open. Okay. All right. This one, okay. You know, I'm excited. You are in uh ruins, please say dungeon. Ruins. Okay. No, no, no. Shut up. I'm in a dungeon. The smell of fetid odors uh, fills your nostrils and your holes. Ew. You see a wooden door with an iron uh, knocker to your north. Oh, yeah, baby. There, there are passageways to your uh, east and west and a corridor leading back to the entrance behind you to the south. Uh, let me get a look at them knockers. Uh, Tell me about them knockers, baby. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't you gotta turn to the you gotta turn to knockers in the the player's handbook. Uh, the the knocker is rusted over with uh, decades of neglect. It is not unreasonable to assume that this door has not been touched in over 50 years. Uh, you hate to see knockers not getting touched. The, sm the smell of rot and neglect appears to be coming from behind this door. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Um. Okay. Can I, like, stand in the middle of the room and get a peek through the... The e Wait a minute, hold on. You're going to have to roll a perception check for that. Yeah, I, I genuinely was... investigation a check. <laughs> I was genuinely about to start, like, investigating my best path through, but I forgot I forgot we were in a video game podcast, Bobby. Um, uh, well, this yeah, is an I'd actual like play podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'm going through the door. Through the through the stink the stink door as we're calling it, you push on the door and it gives little resistance, feeling almost as if it might fall off its hinges at any given moment. With a sickening creak, the door drifts open, revealing darkness within. You would have to step inside in order to be able to ascertain. The dark room's mysterious contents. Ooh. Ooh. Can I make a, a, a tentative step forward and say out into the darkness, Hello? Are there any g g g g g ghosts in here? Ew. Hello, young traveler. All right, I piss myself. I piss myself really hard. Very good, you have No, Bobby, you don't first. understand, Bobby. It's it's like lifting me off the ground. It's like a fire hose. Very good, you have passed the ah, first test. Ah, 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 ah. Bobby, the room is... Bobby, it is like ankle high now. Very good, young wet traveler. Bobby, it is only rising. The, the piss is rising, Bobby. We've got to do something. Video games I have for thee, if you answer <laughs> me these riddles three. 
Okay, we gotta, okay, I'll, I'll answer. We, we gotta hurry. The, the piss is filling up the room so fast. All right, what, what are your riddles? Please, please. Riddle number one. Uh, who are we and what's this show? <laughs> well, that, that's as good as intro as I can think of. I'm Hunter J. Allen. And uh, I'm Bobby McCarthy. And welcome to Two Itchy Boys, a little show about little games where we show you the hidden gems and secret treasures we found deep within the Itch.io game site. This week, we went, we we took a little trip down to the, the, the grimy, gummy, slummy little dungeon. Yeah, we went out, we went out on a little quest to uh, Middle Earth Forgotten Realms Lordran, Game of Thrones. And, uh, we went delving into the, some of the stankiest, uh, wettest dungeons imaginable, and we've brought back some some neat little itchy games for you for you, uh, ravenous little goblins. Mine's covered um, in piss, and I don't know why. You're, oh, that's uh, that's your problem, bud. <laughs> I'm staying. Yeah, you're away telling me, dude. I'm I got, staying I got, away from you. My game's bone dry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even coming near you. Bone dry. I've got. Yeah, dude, it's a real problem. I got carpet in my house, dude. I got kids. What am I supposed to do? Disclaimer for all you, uh, for all you families out there. Um, Hunter's game is going to be a little wet, uh, so you may want to keep it away from your guests and your kids because it's uh, stinky. A real, a real splash zone you're gonna make mm-hmm. when you play this game and just really come hard because of how good it is. You're not staying dry with this number in your pants. Let me tell you, <laughs> man. What? Whose turn is how, it this week? How, <laughs> how great would it be to see one of those old like Nintendo versus Sega ads? <laughs> just like Sega does with Nintendo, Sega games will make you come. Just like in big, bold 90s letters, bursting through a dark brick wall. Honestly, modern Sega should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sega games will make you come. I can't, th- I can't imagine the last Sega game that would have even gotten close to making me come. Uh, Yakuza 0, baby. You know what? You got me there. No, Honestly, never, Yakuza never, Like a Dragon. Yakuza Like a Dragon's a good one. Uh, it... Honestly, I I can I can bring you a couple just off the top. Alien Isolation. That game makes me calm. Okay, all right, you got me. You got okay, and that uh, exceeds our limit for the amount we can talk about cum in one episode. I believe it's your turn. I believe you. I suppose. Um, tell me about your game, Bibo. Let me tell you about my game. Uh, Today, I bring you a demo, which I feel like is something we've only done like inclu- twice, including today, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not not very often that you get a demo that I think is worth talking about for your whole segment. Um, but it's kind of just a proof of concept for a concept that I just so happened to that just so happens to be exactly made made for exactly me. 
<laughs> uh, because this game, this game demo is a demo for Fiend's Isle. I'm very excited to hear about Fiend's Isle. It's a game by I Williams, um, and it is a first person, uh, like haunted PS One style dungeon crawling roguelike. The thing about this game that I love, yes, please do tell, is it's just Kingsfield. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, yeah, all right. Okay. We like Kingsfield in this house. We love Kingsfield in this house. I've never beaten an actual Kingsfield game, but... Uh, who has the fucking time? Who has the fucking time? And there's... For the uninitiated plebs out there, uh, Kingsfield is a series by From Software uh, spanning from the late 90s to like 2004, I want to say. PS2. PS2 era is around the last Kingsfield game. And these are the precursors to the Souls series. Um, this is actually where a lot of the uh, iconography from the Souls games, like th this is where the uh, Moonlight Greatsword uh, got its got its first appearance. This is where you have some of your first like uh, NPCs talking cryptically and going hehehehe. <laughs> Like a bunch of the, the the huge design staples for the Soul series uh, came from these games, except they are first person games for the PS One and PS Two. So, needless to say, they are absolute garbage to control. They're crunchy, clunky, little really the really the Demon Souls of the Soul series, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I guess, but um, <laughs> having having never played a Souls game, yeah, that is that is <laughs> that is real astute. Uh, honestly, though, like, yeah, the they're obtuse as hell. Uh, they're notorious for having a like situations where you can literally just take a steam single step after the opening cutscene and just fucking die. And so, need needless to say, in 2022, kind of a high bar for entry. What I really like about uh, Fiend's Isle, then, is that it, it takes the, the core, like, loop of Kingsfield, which is like, you know, it, it's like you walk around, you explore dungeons, uh, you fight basically just by uh, managing your stamina, doing an attack, stepping away so that you're out of reach for from your opponent's attack and then just basically juggling that and uh it applies that to uh modern first person pc controls so you got your mouse look you got your left click to attack your e to interact all all of your beautiful modern amenities and so it's just it's basically because it is aside from all that basically just Kingsfield but it feels so much better to play and it makes me just so it makes me so happy because like I mean that that that's it really it's just Kingsfield man if you want to play <laughs> if you want to play Kingsfield but you don't want to go through any of the needless bullshit that makes those games so hard to play today and made them kind of fade into obscurity 
at the time of their own release. Just play this game, man. <laughs> it's so... And it's so just, like, absolutely goofy. Like, you have... The most common enemies in this game are these skeletons that make these these really dumb sounds whenever you hit them. Can you could you uh could you give me an oral uh, uh an auditory recreation? Sure. They they kind of go like uh <laughs> No, they don't. A little bit, yeah. Bobby, you're lying. No. Uh, fan- That's really good. F- fans of the Itchy Boy uh the Itchy Boys <laughs> podcast. Play this game and let us know how accurate you think that sound was. <laughs> Send um, us a sound recording of you imitating the skeleton. See if you can beat Bobby. Oh, please. That would be so good. <laughs> I would I would be so happy. Um, and just, just for reference, for like the kind of mindset these developers must have had uh, going into this game, on the itch page for, for the game, uh, the top uh, image that they have, the top screenshot, is two of these skeleton enemies posed exactly like the uh, that one meme of th- the PS1 has mind-boggling effects or whatever. <laughs> like, they're posed exactly like that image. <laughs> They really know what they were what they were drawing a crowd from. They they really knew their audience. Exactly. It's and it it is a uh, phenomenal because like it's got this like I don't know, it, the the music is like this really serene like uh almost kind of mist like uh, Okay. Like it's it is it is one of those games that's just seeking to just completely encapsulate 90s nostalgia through the lens of, you know, mo- modern meme in- imagery, I think. Um, and it is just... It's just a fucking delight. <laughs> There's only one level available right now, but it is absolutely worth looking into. The demo is free. Um, and please keep an eye out for this game. Keep an eye out for the full release, because I have a feeling this is going to be a banger. <laughs> Uh, I'd love for us to revisit this game once the the full game is out. Absolutely, there there's some really cool mechanic. Like there's a well, you you can pick up coins and toss them into the well, and occasionally the well will just vomit up an item. If you throw throw a coin into it, like you can get like a, a really good mace that way, and like there there's a compass you can find in a treasure chest, and like. There are these sorts of gestures towards like an upgrade system that I really am really interested in seeing fleshed out. That sounds really cool. Yeah, like this is gonna be a full-on roguelike. Uh, I feel like by the time by the time this game's finished, uh, and I'm really excited to to see what's what's in store. Super cool. Yeah, really. That cool. sounds like a neat old game. This is an extremely neat game. And that's all I have to say about it. It's it's uh not your mom not not your father's Kingsfield. It ain't your grandma's Kingsfield. It it ain't your grandma's Kingsfield. I I will say and this this is a really really just asinine complaint. It would have been cool to have like an actual successor to Kingsfield that had like, you know, those complex levels and like the 
the interconnected world and all that. Whereas it, it looks like this is just going to be like a linear roguelike where you, you clear out one randomly generated level and you move on to the next. So it really is a, a, a true dungeon crawler. Yeah. Which it, it would have been really cool to, to see like something that like fully fleshed out in the level design as well. But from what I've gotten here, it's uh, it still gets the it still gets the dungeon crawl and feel right, and it's still immensely satisfying. It sounds like your only your only criticism is that it's not more like Kingsfield. Yes, because <laughs> I am insane. <laughs> yeah, this homage is great and all, but why it's didn't not, you just remake it? Why didn't you just remake Kingsfield? <laughs> Like, Fury Road is good and all, but, like, I would have paid for a ticket just to see the Road Warrior again, you know what I mean? Nah, it's, it's, it's dumb, but, like, that's, like, that's the, literally the only thing I can think of to, like, nitpick about. I mean, I think it's, it's a fair... Literally, it's literally just, like, a per, up to personal preference, I think. I think it's a pretty fair criticism to make if, if uh, they're riding so hard on the evocative nature if they're riding so hard on evoking this game that they didn't go all in yeah i don't know but 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 it sounds like a good game it sounds like a fun game it it does again it does feel better to play than kingsfield so you know it checks up it checks off nearly all the boxes we'll we'll definitely do a a check back in when this game gets fully released for sure it's on it's on our radar now oh yeah this is absolutely something I want to come back to. Ooh, oh my god. No, this is something I want to talk about afterwards. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, speaking of demos, I've been keeping up with uh, Rubeki on Lauren's Lure from our first episode. And Okay, this is what I actually wanted to talk about. Okay, this is about. what you want to talk about. Yo, okay, yo, the videos he's posting on Twitter, they look fucking dope, dude. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, this do we game's wanna... going to be really good. I'm so excited about Lauren's Lure. Obviously, we'd have to wait until, like, both games get a release window, but... Would you want to do, like, a revisitation episode? Yeah, like, a back-to-back, Lauren's Lure, Fiend's Isle, just, like, get them both in one. Fucking perfect. I think that's, I think that's perfect. I'm, I'm so down for that, because, dog! (laughs) It looks really good! Yeah. Uh, I still think... It's fucking, it's fucking wild. I still think, like, even though that was the first episode, that's my favorite game we've covered so far. And it was just a demo. Like, it's, it was just so much fun. But, speaking of having so much fun, Bobby, I've also been playing a game. Really? If you can believe it. Do tell. I've been playing a, another little dungeon crawler uh, by the name of Backpack Hero. Okay. Backpack Hero is a game by the Jaspel. Uh, it was released this year. I felt like I'd been bringing too many older games, and I wanted to cover something a little more recent, a little more now. And you can't get more now than a game that is still in early access. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, Backpack Hero is... <laughs> I wrote down... My description for it, it is a turn-based energy economy inventory management dungeon crawler. That's a lot. It is a lot. And the, in layman's terms, it is a 
dungeon crawler deck building game like Slay the Spire, except instead of a deck of cards, you have uh, slots of inventory. Uh, thus the name Backpack Hero. You uh, you play as a you play as a little Redwall style or Despero style uh, little clothed woodland creature. Oh fuck! Love me those little anthropomorphic fantasy heroes. Love me a little critter. Uh, and you advance through these dungeons, and the only thing at your disposal is your magic backpack and all the items you can fit into it. Uh, when you level up, you don't level up anything except for your health and the amount of inventory slots in your backpack. It's Slay the Spire, but instead of cards, you get the suitcase from Resident Evil. Oh, fuck yeah. The RE4 suitcase. Yes, yes. You're having to stack and flip things to best optimize your inventory space. Um, And it's really fucking fun <laughs> like it's just such an engaging system so how does that work is it like a turn-based thing or is yes okay so it's a uh, it's your your standard energy-based turn systems uh similar to slay the spire um and other uh deck builders of that ilk where you have a each card or item in this case has a certain amount of energy required to use it in a, a turn and uh, once you've used up all your energy, you can't do anything else, and you have to give the enemy their turn. Um, and so it's it's just about preparing for each uh, enemy's actions and best uh, utilizing your energy in that sense. Um, but the fascinating thing is they change it up so much, and there's so many variables to the gameplay. So you start out with just a 9 by 9 uh, in your backpack, and uh, pretty much after your first fight, you uh, level up, and you get your health goes up a little. And or actually, no, no, that's your health doesn't even go up when you level up. The only thing that you get is some new items, and you get more spaces to your backpack. And so it's you start off with a nine by nine. When you level up, you get to add four or five uh, different slots on any side of that nine by nine, and. What complicates things is that all of your items are of different sizes and take up different slots. Some of them are of different shapes. Like there's a, a really good weapon, a really good sword that does a lot of poison damage, but it it curves, so it takes up a... Um, it's it's wider around where the, the, the blade curves, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's like a normal sword that takes the, the two vertical blocks up, and then it curves to the right and takes another block. And there's certain items that float so no matter where you put them in your backpack they're going to float up to the very top and there are some items uh such as armor like a most of the helmets or some of the helmets only work if they're in the top of the backpack if they're on the very top row and if you place a helmet to the right of another helmet one of those helmets stops working um and there are all these caveats to different rare items like there's an item that boosts your energy every round unless there's any item within two spaces of it which is a lot of space early on but it's something you can kind of deal with later on uh, once you upgrade your backpack size especially for two whole energy slots 
uh, it, it kind of becomes worth it. And there are some, uh, there's a lot of directional upgrades where like this, uh, here's something that'll boost your attack, but only if it's above a weapon. Here's something that uh, only works if it's two spaces away from something. Here's something that only works uh, if there's only empty space to the right of it. And there's things that will boost, like uh, here's a piece of armor that adds two armor, plus one more armor for each empty space to the right of it. And it's just really addictive. And that's not, that's just the base game, Bobby. That's just the first character. Yeah. There's two other characters that switch up the entire meta of the game. So the first character is just his little mouse, uh, your little Despero-style mouse. Uh, then you get a frog who, her whole fucking deal, uh, and it's more like a, tra- a traditional deck builder, is that she has all these carvings that she keeps um, at random. They're like a, they're like dream carvings, and they're illusory and... Um, you can use them in battle, and you can place them in your backpack, uh, and you you just keep them in their own little dream space. You don't have to divvy them out into your backpack outside of combat, which normally, whatever's in your backpack, you're just holding that forever. You know, that's just, just until you use it or get rid of it or throw it out, but your backpack is really your only inventory. In the Toads, in the Frog gameplay... You have essentially two sets of inventory. You have what's in your backpack and what's in your little dream deck. And every round of combat, you draw three items from your dream deck at random. And to use them, you have to find space for them in your backpack. Ooh. Which is tough on its own, meaning that you have to keep your backpack a little bit empty at all times for combat. But, and also, you can't rearrange stuff... While you're in combat, you can only rearrange your backpack's setup outside of combat. So when you're in combat, that's how things are, unless you have a specific item that gives you that ability. Um, And often those items only give you that ability once per combat. So you really have to, like, set up your stuff. But the real trick comes in where every single backpack upgrade you get, every single tile you get... It can't hold anything but those carvings you draw. So from the very beginning to the very end, the only things you can hold in your backpack outside of combat, the only things that you can bring into combat with entire certainty and you're like, I know where they're going to be, is just in this nine by nine space. And that never gets upgraded. That never gets bigger. You get tons of room around it to put all your carvings and you get some big carvings and some nice carvings, but it's always at random and you never get to hold more than nine by nine spaces of permanent stuff. And I mean, a shield takes up four spaces. So that's, yeah, that that's already almost half of your space. And I mean, there's some weapons that you can find, like there's a, there's a sword that's pretty powerful, but it's four, space is long which is a lot of fucking room and you just can't get that as uh the frog you just, character you just can't use that yeah you just can't use it um but you have all these fucking totems that no one else can use and the third character oh my god completely switches everything around it completely changes the gameplay now it's no longer about trying to find a way to hold all your stuff and upgrade all of your stuff now 
the only way that you can make me so the third character is a, a like a robot tiger or robot cat, and your whole deal is the only way you can use your energy is through a directional beam that is launched from a tile piece you can move around in your inventory. And wherever your energy passes over, that energy gets used on whatever it passes over. And you get all of these, like, it's you're essentially doing the, the Bioshock hacking puzzle on your inventory every round of combat. Holy fuck. Yeah, and, like, you can't, again, you can't move anything during combat, but you do get pieces that will redirect... Uh, redirect the energy beam, and you can switch those. They'll have like a switch on them that sends them left or right, uh, and you can change those in combat. You can have boosters that add energy uh, for a brief amount of time, or you have nodes that, when energy passes and activates a certain type of weapon or a certain type of shield next to them, they will also get energy, and you can point those in different directions to activate things that aren't even on your main circuit. Oh, and it, just, it it changes the game so wildly. And in this one, every time you upgrade your inventory, you don't get to choose the exact tiles. You just get two options of different Tetraminos that you're going to put on the side of your backpack. So it's it's less freedom in that way. To, it's, it's, a, it's incredible how much they've varied it up. And Bobby... I haven't even talked about the game modes yet. God, do we have time for Bobby? I'll I'll go really quick. I put them all on the list. They got they got an easy mode. They got a no poison or curse mode. They got a start with a bonus mode. They've got a no weapon mode. They've got a backpack limiter mode. They've got a boss rush mode. They've got start with cursed items, and you have to keep them in your inventory the entire run mode. They've got only big items mode, where you only find items that take up uh, three spaces or more. You have only small items mode, where you only get like daggers and potions and stuff. They have a bad luck mode. Uh, they have six hard modes where incrementally they just get harder. Uh, they have uh, only common items mode. They have all new items every single combat mode. So your inventory does not stay the same after combat. You get an entire new shuffle. You've got an organization difficulty mode where it just it switches up your backpack every mode uh, or every every combat. Uh, you have no experience mode where you just don't get experience between battles and they shift the difficulties of uh, enemies and your uh, uh, rate of gathering materials. And my favorite, Trash Blaster mode, where the Ooh. only weapon you can have is an is a, 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 an, ar- an arbalist, or a, what's it called? A, um, a uh, blunderbuss? No, it's not a blunderbuss. It's like a, what is an, uh, hold on. Hold on. Am I thinking of an arbalist? Are you thinking? What are you? Thinking? Yeah, it's an arbalist. It's an arbalist. Yeah, I was just, I was just, I, I, I couldn't figure out if arbalist was the weapon or the person who uses the weapon. Um, yeah, you get, it's just a, you get an arbalist and you get a bunch of trash that you can launch with it. It's essentially playing this game with the the trash gun from Fallout Three. Oh fuck. And there's a mode where you don't get any weapons at all. There's a there's a mode where you just use like you're just a little potion boy. You're like a you're like the fucking plague knight from the uh shovel knight DLC. Oh, I love that. This game has so much fucking replayability. You know you wanna know the best part, Bob? You wanna know the best fucking part? What? 
you can just play the base game for free. Shit, dude. Like you there so like, all of these modes I've talked about, they aren't included, but like the very basic it's the best kind of demo where it's just like a whole game without any of the bells and whistles. Do you only get like the the default character for the Yeah, you you just get the default character and you don't get any of the like special modes, but it's it's the best demo in the way that you really do figure out, "Oh, I fucking like this." And you can yeah, you can just play it uh in your browser is great um this is uh this is the developer's first uh paid for game the that i can find on their page uh and they did a really good job it's still in early access they're adding another character soon yeah and uh i feel like i've talked for a while about it so i don't want to say anything more and i didn't even get into the fact that there's a magic system that you have to account for god damn it and there's like resources for the magic system and there's archery which you have to learn archery and you don't just get like a bow and then you do archery you get like different arrows and for the frog character you get different carvings that if you play them they change your arrows and the arrows have uh like different mechanics where if other arrows are next to them or they're like played in a sequential order it's fucking bananas bobby yeah, this game sounds like it's got some meat to it. Really. <laughs> it's this is it's a really game? grabbed this me a, by the ghoulies. This is a this is a video game. This is a game game. It really is a video game. It's like a full on fucking video game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really good fucking game, Bob. And they just they just went whole hog. Um, whole my, hog. My, my only Hog real out. gripe is so far I don't really see a a story to the thing. It's just kind of a cute atmosphere that you go dungeoneering through, and ex- which, to be fair, if they, I'm glad that these are the people that focused on gameplay because fuck is it compelling? But I think a story mode would be a lot of fun. Oh man, you want another inscription? Bobby, you do too. Yeah, I want. Oh, yeah. Inscription <laughs> good. Inscription good, and this is yeah. <laughs> yeah, this game just it kicks ass and it owns bones, and there's a lot of characters you can meet. There's like a there's an a, an an economy, and also also you have to make a space for your gold and make a space for your mana. Like, you don't just have those as separate things. It's all inventory. God. Yeah. <laughs> I've had so many moments where I was like, I there's a great sword that's bigger than my other sword, and I can't get rid of anything but my money. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's, no. It's just really good, and I've... This sounds extremely stressful in a lot of ways. It's great, and I feel like, I think I've talked for about 30 minutes now. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, they're about. I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, go play this fucking game, dog. It's a uh, it's sixteen ninety nine, I believe. Um, and there's a free demo uh, that you can play in your browser. That is a pretty expansive fucking demo. I played the demo for like three hours until I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy the game. Yeah, go check it out. Hey, Fuck, go it's on. good. Backpack hero, baby. Yeah, it sounds like you're getting some bang for your buck there. You really fucking are, dog. It's really fucking good. It sounds like something you could just sink hours into, yeah. Looks like it, too. I like the art style. 
I'm I'm gonna be playing a ton of this. Yeah, the art style's great. Okay, let's stop fucking talking about Backpack Hero. Bobby, what else have you been playing? So the other thing that I've been really just loving has been a game that's available on itch.io. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's kind of kind of kind of redundant. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, it's a game by a developer called Yames. I don't know if that's one person or if it's like a team. Uh, but it's a point-and-click adventure game slash, I guess, virtual pet called Growing My Grandpa. Oh, fuck, this sounds great! Yeah, it's, uh... I don't know what I can say about this because this really is one of those games that you just have to go in blind. But I guess, so, the premise is you have, you're playing as this troubled little girl who has, like, an unhappy home life. Mm-hmm. Whose grandpa was an occult scholar. Uh-huh. And this is, this is long after his death. You go into the basement and you find a bunch of, a bunch of books on occult theory and accoutrement, I guess. Mm -hmm. And this includes a little clay doll and a photo of Grandpa's face. Oh no, are you making a homunculus? This is a game about making a homunculus, and it is... Oh my god, we're just like raising a homunculus for, I assume, your Grandpa to reincarnate back into through his, his dark ritual? Yeah, and it is, uh, this is a terrifying game. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say! God, one, so one of the things, one of the things uh, about this game that I really like is it has this framing device. So you play as the little girl, but your POV character is this school guidance counselor Bobby, who's what pull, who's pulling her aside like week by week trying to figure out what's going on with her because she she's been acting really like withdrawn and weird at school there, there, there's like a level of of abstraction here where like you're you're exploring the basement and stuff and just like finding food for your grandpa and trying to teach him how to talk um and just all all sorts of you know weird fucked up homunculus stuff but it's all being presented through this abstracted lens of of her like telling her guidance counselor yeah well it you the the narration is the guidance counselor's internal monologue where he's like guessing where where he's like viewing all of this stuff as like the result of an overactive imagination and he's like trying oh, and I like see, I get it now you, you like you'll see a really fucked up like scary image or whatever and then you'll get narration 
from the guidance counselor trying to guess at what this means is going on with her psychologically. I've, I I adore this writing. Like, and I, I'm kind of beating myself up here because this game has some, like, capital P pros. Like, Ooh. it is... Th- th- this feels like it could be a Stephen King game. <laughs> oh, fuck it yeah, is, baby. Is all, is all I'm going to say. And I, I really wish I had written something down for this, but I I just need you to play this and tell me what okay. you like like one of the one of the things in the trailer which i just love this line is who was your grandpa was he a smart man no not anymore but i'm teaching him <laughs> and it's just like oh god that's really good <laughs> that's pretty good like there there's one thing where you're teaching him how to talk that's like uh, deep within grandpa, strange membranes phonate confidently or something like that. Like for the, the teaching him how to talk mini game. Yeah. It's just like flat, like flowery Gothic prose like that. That feels like it comes out of like Lovecraft or something. That's just like fucking bonkers. Dog. And, the, and the imagery is like, the create the developers for Mist tried to make make something that looked like a snuff film. That that's very good. That sounds very it's good. It's very good. It's like five bucks. You you get a Steam key uh, with this game as well. Um, you can get the soundtrack for two bucks, which is also very worth it. This is. This is one of my ideals for, like, storytelling in games. It's so fucking good. I love it. And that's really the main thing that I've been playing lately. That? <laughs> I, I've i got to play this fucking game, dog. This sounds it is wild. And it, it has some just absolutely insane dream imagery that's just, like, it's, it says on the store page, like, right up front that it's Cronenberg-inspired, and, uh, yeah, you're gonna see it. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, uh, what have you been playing? Well, um, honestly, I haven't been playing much. We, It's been a kind of short gap between our last recording and this one. Yeah, because we were recording so late, we kind of just did these back to back almost compared to our usual schedule. Yeah, I um I I watched I watched the Bob's Burgers movie again. It's it's a good movie. <laughs> it's, it looks really, fun. Isn't that a I, musical? Uh it's a musical in the way that like every Disney movie is a musical where it's got like three songs in it. Okay. It's like it's got its big intro number, it's got a fun number, and then it's got a villain number. What are you, there are more than three songs in Frozen. Well, I'm not talking about like specifically the the musical musicals. I'm not like the real musicals, but I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm saying. You got Let It Go. Yeah, you got Let It Go. I mean, it's got three songs in it. Three songs. Let It Go. And they're they're all three um, very good. Fuck, the villain song is so good. Who's the... Bo- 
Do you want me to t- you want me to spoil it for you? No. It's yeah, cons. go watch it. Um I think that's going to wrap us up here at Two Itchy Boys except for our last deed. Our last thing before the evening's proceedings are complete. Our last... <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that, Bobby. I want to be, be like the host of a like a Haunted Mansion-style attraction so bad. Oh, that'd be so good. I would love to be the host of a... Or like, I, I would love to be like the master of ceremonies for like uh, Tales from the Crypt-style... I was uh, just about to say, show. I would love to be the host of a, a horror anthology show. Did you know um, John Carpenter was the host of a horror anthology show? Fuck yeah, he was. Yeah, he fucking Do you remember the name of that show was? No, I just know that it happened and he seems like <laughs> the kind of guy who would have had a lot of fun. Yeah, he was like a, what was he? He was like, um, what's the name of the dude that uh, looks over dead bodies in the morgue? Uh, mortician, or like yeah. A, well, does it was he a mortician or I think it was more like they were bodies in like a they're like being examined. Oh, so know. was he like doing autopsies and like he he would look down and be like, I wonder how this person died. And then it was less. Like I wonder how it. this person died. More like a thousand ways to die and like, oh, this stiff. Let me tell you about him. Oh. That's good. That's a good that's a good frame. We need more we need more horror anthology shows like that with a dude telling you stories. Fuck, I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. Uh, more conversations for after. Okay. Uh our one final deed that we do at the end of every episode is we uh take a long list of gaming topics and gaming games, put them up on a wheel and we spin that there wheel, the itchy wheel, the itchiest wheel of all. Take a look at it. Take a look. Bask in its multicolored, bright, brightly lit glory. Gaze upon the mighty and despair, for this is a wheel. This thing's got colors on it you haven't even seen. <laughs> and whatever uh, the wheel lands on, that's the kind of game we're going to cover uh, next episode. Let's go ahead and spin that wheel! Bling, bling. A wheel of spin, please give us games so that we may play the games. Bobby, I think we might have just uh, drawn your favorite one. What? What? Next week, we're bringing in some vampires, baby! (laughs) Vampires, baby! Oh, hell yeah. I spat on my computer. Hold up. It's okay. It was for the bit. Bring your garlic. Bring your steaks. And maybe some butter for that garlic and the steak. Hmm. A lovely garlic butter steak. Making me a bit hungry now. Hmm, getting a little hungry. Uh, next week we'll be back with some vampire games for you to take a nice juicy bite out of. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, Our theme music is Busy Busy by Twinkle Park. Thank you so much, Twinkle Park. They're great. She is fantastic. Go check her out on Bandcamp. Uh, Hell yeah. You can find her Bandcamp uh, linked below. 
our next episode should be in two weeks. We try to put out an episode every two weeks. Uh, and if you like the show, uh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, we see sh- you. Give us a share if you'd like. To show us to your friends. Every every share, every like, that's like a little kiss on our cheek. And we just like love a little it. like a little forehead kiss. We could use more of that. We need more love in the world. Go we ahead. need more love in the world. Go ahead just us some... though. Yeah. No one we're, else. We're different. We're, we're, we're not like different. We're we're worth more. Put some love out into the world though. Give your yeah. grandma a kiss. Give your grandma a kiss. Give your grandpa uh teach your grandpa to read again. Teach your grandpa to talk and um, give him a body. It's it's okay. He won't hurt you. I promise. I, I'm I'm Hunter J. Allen. I'm Bobby McCarthy. And we've, and we've been, been two itchy boys. boys. I think we can work with that. Yeah, I think that works. Fuck, Fuck yeah!